When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. NVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. The man is back in the States even. Welcome back, AJ, first of all. Thanks. Um, obviously, the big news over the last, was it last Monday? I forget what day it was exactly, but uh, the NHL did officially come to an agreement to allow the players to go to the Olympics in this coming year. So that is a thing that is going to happen. It's a thing that will cause a giant break in the middle of the season. So it was it had to be it had to be it had to be Thursday or Friday because was it that late? Maybe. Yeah, because you and I had already recorded Friday's show and then the news That's broke. True. That's true. And we were yeah. like, well we're talking guess we'll talk about this Monday. Yeah, and then Monday was a holiday, so it was like, all right, <laughs> just keep moving it back. But we aren't, we're doing a show on Tuesday, so we're talking about it on Tuesday, and yeah. that's just how it's going to be. It's how it works sometimes. Either way, we'll get into all of the Olympic stuff, particularly some abs targets for the Olympics on today's show. So it should be a fun one. 
Before we jump into that really quick, just a little bit of other news. Um, the Kotkaniemi offer sheet was officially not matched. So he is a hurricane now. The first unmatched offer sheet since 2007. Yeah, so we did a whole episode about it. Yeah, go check uh, that episode out. It might be it, it, it might be 14 more years before we see another successful one. <laughs> I'd say that's uh, unfortunately accurate, but here's to hoping there's a couple more in the coming years. We'll yeah. never never know for sure. But... Please, GMs, the league is more fun with these shenanigans. <laughs> more fun, always a good thing especially for the NHL. They could tend to lighten up a little bit, to say the least. But oh, really? Should we should we jump into the abs and the, at the Olympics conversation here? I mean... I, uh, yeah, I mean, we can get into it, but, like, just the Olympics in general, I just think yeah, it's great that yeah. they're, the NHL players are going back. Because how much of the last Olympics did you watch? I watched the finals. I watched the third period of the gold medal game. Otherwise, the only hockey that I watched was women's. Yep, same. It's 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 weird with those things, right? Because at least personally, I always view the Olympics as what is supposed to be the best athletes in the world at what they yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what the women's tournament was. Was Exactly, right. It's what most of the events at the Olympics are. But when you have things like hockey where they aren't sending the players from the best league in the world, it really does take a lot of the something special out of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and well, in those rosters, like, it was the Spangler Cup. Yep. Not a good time. They wanted to take Kale McCarr before he had ever played an NHL game. Yeah. Which I forgot. I actually forgot all about that already. He turned them down. Yep. And people were like, he doesn't care about his country. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day, maybe. But Yeah, like he just finished WJCs. Yeah. And it was like he didn't he didn't want to spend another month away from school. Like yep. he, he goes to school so he can develop and become <laughs> a pro prospect and to do his, you know, to, to, to get the experience. His entire season, not yeah. at school. <laughs> that was the whole thing in international competition. And <laughs> yeah, it was, that was, that was a stupid drama. <laughs> yeah. The new wild Jersey is ugly. I, I don't know, chat. It's bad. I know it's I, supposed to like pay homage to their roots or whatever, but their roots are ugly. So, yeah, so, that was I, I loved how people like got like on their high horse and were like, "Oh, new new hockey fans don't understand this is what jerseys used to look like." And it was like, "Yeah, back when jerseys were fugly." Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't change the fact that they were ugly jerseys back then. Yeah, like they would the, those were ugly jerseys. These are ugly jerseys. It doesn't matter when you started being a hockey fan. That's just just ugly. <laughs> so it was a it was a fun weekend for hockey news as we naturally were not on the air for three days while Enough things were taking place. Actually, happens. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I guess technically four days because yeah, Friday, Friday show was we not recorded. Yeah, so that's when all the stuff goes down. But 
Yeah, I believe it's just for the Winter Classic, that ugly jersey. But, um, yeah. Hey, look, the Avs outdoor jersey was ugly as hell, too, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a high horse thing. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a this is an ugly jersey thing. Just a fact. Spit like facts we, right now. <laughs> we crucified the Avs outdoor jerseys. We were all mad because the day before they revealed those dope practice jerseys, and we were like, why are they wearing those? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Yeah, there was I saw I saw some consternation over the weekend where people were like, Oh, Abs fans think a wild jersey is ugly. Big surprise. And it was like, Yeah, it's because it's ugly. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make that the only ugly jersey to have ever right. existed. It's just the newest ugly jersey. True. Especially after their subway jerseys last year. <laughs> two for two. Yeah, right like now on the ugly you, jerseys. Yeah. You guys are really they really have quite the hot streak going for just some nastiness. <laughs> but we say that and a lot of people love those jerseys and you and I have also stated we're not the best opinion for fashion definitely. <laughs> fashion wise, we're probably two dudes not to trust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like 95 degrees out right now and I'm wearing a beanie mostly cuz my room is ice cold. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Still, well, it is a, uh, it is what it is. But you know, there's we also don't care about ads on jerseys, so I guess who knows? Uh, yeah, well, so ads on jerseys. Did we even talk about this? We did a while back. Yeah, like there's as long as they're small, as long as they're like the NBA ones, where you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that Western Union thing was even there on the Nuggets jersey. Yep. As long as it's like that, I'm good. I just don't want it to look like the Euro jerseys yeah. where you're just like, these are... Well, even worse is like the Euro ice. I swear, there's some of those rinks. There's at least one rink that had a sponsor that took up one of the offensive zone face-off dots that was black. And it's like, RIP that goalie because he's never going to see a shot coming from that circle. <laughs> like, can somebody please stand up and be like, this is impractical. <laughs> What color is that ice? Yeah, where's what the color is the in puck? the room? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes money can't trump all, but uh, in that case, it definitely did. In any case, players certainly don't get paid to go play in the Olympics. So, yeah, Michael thinks that NHL players should not be in the Olympics and that they should only be in the World Cup. I think that because the players care about the Olympics, they should go to the Olympics. Yeah. Especially, like, you hear a ton from all the Euro players how important the Olympics is to them, too. Yeah, so. and that's that's why I'm super pro player Olympics is because it's like, I mean, look how look how great it is for the sport when you have a legendary game. I was living with a dude who did not care one shred about hockey. And he and his girlfriend watched the gold medal game with me in 2010. Like, yeah. and that was, that was classic. You know, that was a classic game. It was every, every Canadian that was alive that they has where any they were when that, memory yeah, knows when that where they scored. watched that game. Yeah. You know, an awful lot of Americans were, were excited about that game. 
because the United States, that team wasn't supposed to be very good. That team was not supposed to be there. Yep. So it was, that was, that was great for the game of hockey. And I think that's the hope is to have another all-time classic like that. Well, and I think for hockey, especially over the last decade or so, we've really seen it become more and more of a global game. Now, yes, it's not everywhere, but at a international level, Finland, Sweden, both extremely competitive teams on that scene now. Yeah. Well, and like Sweden's been a power for a long time, but Finland, like, Mm -hmm. really not a very populous country. And somehow they've be they've they've emerged as a legitimate hockey powerhouse. You have that's that's great. Like you look at all the you look at all the the talent that comes out of Russia, Mm -hmm. and somehow Russia's at at the very highest level. Yeah. Is like they're they're good. It just sort of depends on the tournament if they're going to be great or not. And then you have teams like Germany who are on the up and up with guys like Dreisaitl on that team now. Yeah, I mean Dreisaitl. And... They had three for they had three guys that got drafted in the first yeah. round. Reichel, and um, JJ. Yeah, uh, not even Paterka. He was a second round pick. Cider. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about Cider. Right. Yeah, they had four guys in the first thirty five picks drafted in a two year span. From a country that's an afterthought historically in hockey. So, I I mean, this is actually a really, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be awesome, man. Like I, this is, this is as exciting a time for international hockey as we've had in a long time. Because you do have some countries that are up and coming, you know, as, as Slovakia started to fall off a little bit. You know, there needed to be another country. Like the Czech Republic has always been good, but not great. Yeah. That's kind of where they are still. But now with Germany on the on on the rise, we might we might see, you know, we might we might come back and get to see some more. You know, I mean, look, Latvia beat Canada at the world championships this last year. That was a huge deal for that country. Yep. So it was it, I I'm personally I'm thrilled that the NHL is headed back that we're going to get to see the best on best and this is a marquee event for the winter for the Winter Olympics because without it the Winter Olympics lost a lot of shine like I got super into like bobsledding and skeleton and curling and but stuff and that was all good as well through line of hockey of but, like the entire Olympics. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's legitimate. Like it's a huge deal when the NHL players are there. Yep. Because these are, these are, this is, this is an opportunity for the league to show off its absolute tip top talent in, in a manner in which the players deeply care yep. about. Cause we've talked, look, all-star games are worthless in every league. And you don't want players going 100 percent in an all star game because if a guy gets hurt in an all star game, it was for nothing. Yep. So the Olympics is the only time we get to see this. Yep. And and it's it's great well, for the game. It, right. It's such a big platform for the game to grow. Not just like obviously in China at the actual Olympic event, but yeah, just go talk to anyone about the Summer Olympics that ended. You know what was it? three weeks ago or something mm-hmm. and you'll have people tech talking to you about like track and field events that you've never talked sports with for a minute in your life. And it, it just puts hockey 
at the forefront of sports for a little bit and gets people yep. talking about it that normally wouldn't watch hockey at all. Absolutely, because you know at the the Summer Olympics you've got NBA players at yep you know playing playing basketball, and that puts that puts them in prime time. You know the the networks prioritize putting the NBA players yep in in they those prime those time games. slots. Yep. Yeah, and they're going to do the same. They're going to give hockey the same treatment because it is once again one of the flagship sports of the Winter Olympics. With with stars that you recognize, so yeah, and uh, Ben with a great yeah. a great memory, TJ Sochi, TJ Sochi, like <laughs> who cares what happened, who finished where? Everybody remembers that shootout. Mm-hmm. Like when 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 these Olympics produce those moments, it's only good for the game. So I'm super excited, man. I it's it was the logical decision. I totally understand why NHL owners don't want anything to do with it. I've always, I've always said, if the Islanders were any good back when it happened, when or, or the Panthers, Barkov and John Tavares both got hurt at the Olympics. Yep. And had those teams been any good, the uproar would have been massive. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine Austin Matthews going to the Olympics and blowing out his knee and missing the rest of the year. And the Maple Leafs would rightfully be furious yep. that they have paid $11 million or whatever his salary actually is. You know, they paid <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever his money. Cause you know how like I'm just using his AAV and it's like his actual, his actual self. Some people are actually making 14 million AJ. <laughs> My dad, whatever he, whatever money he actually makes this year, he's going to get paid that money for producing in the NHL. And if he goes and gets himself hurt at the Olympics and it sinks their cup chances, of course the Maple Leafs are going to be upset. That's the fear. That's everybody's fear. Nobody wants to see that. But the players still want to take the chance because it's that important to them. Because this is where the the pride of your country is so big in hockey. That tribalism is so big in hockey that you put on the sweater. You represent your country at the highest level. And it's great. You got bald eagles and maple leaves. You get people going at it. I I think it's especially great for players who unfortunately don't play on a team like the Abs, too. Like, you're Clayton Keller. And you get to go play on Team USA with a bunch of huge names that Arizona has never really effectively surrounded you with. Yeah. And you get a month to just ball out with some yeah. of the best players in the world. I mean, maybe more relevant than Clay, Phil Kessel. Mm-hmm. You know, who's kind of spending the end of his career languishing, doing nothing in Arizona right now. Yep. But the last productive years of his career might be spent, might, might just get wasted. Yeah. yeah. And this is this could be the last chance that he has to really go and be an impact player on a team playing for something. That uh, my other my other secret hype is I want Yager to play for the Czech Republic. He should. I want to see what a forty nine year old Yager can do against the best in the world. I mean, I don't think the Czech Republic forward core is so deep that you know maybe as a depth guy. There you go. Get in as a Power player coach or something. <laughs> 
who knows who knows yeah. it should be fun though i am super looking forward to it it's gonna this, be this was this was like a logical conclusion but one that we were everybody was nervous wasn't gonna happen because money talks and, and there are a lot of decisions <laughs> like there are a lot of really reasonable and legit financial arguments against nhlers going to the olympics From a pure fan standpoint, absolutely yeah. send them. But for, from a, the standpoint of a league that badly struggles to compete in the big four space, right? This is their chance to like be put themselves out the there, sport. Yep. Because the NFL season will have just ended when the yep. Olympics start up. Yeah. Uh, but you know, baseball's not going on at all, uh, or like, like spring training might just spring, be starting. Like, yeah, pitchers and catchers will report. At the end of the Olympics. And no one cares about that anyway. So, <clears throat> Which I can't believe they do it so early now. And basketball so, will not be in their playoffs yet either. So, Yeah, and basketball will be in the the regular season lull where it's like the players aren't even taking this seriously where the, yet. The best teams have run away with a lead in their division and no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And... So this is, this is hockey's chance to shine. This is like the one thing. And now... The league stopped being stupid and is putting themselves front and center once again in front of the world. And it's only it's it's great. Twenty minutes just to say we're excited. <laughs> Lots of a lot of great conversations though. Like I obviously we're on the pro Olympic side, but it, it's clear that you can just bring up anything in tangent to the Olympics, and it's it's a great conversation to have about who is the best in the world and who isn't. So I don't I don't I don't feel like I know anybody that just doesn't like the Olympics. Like I, you know, Cygnus in the chat is like, Oh, it gave me a chance to do, to watch other things. It put the spotlight on the women's, the women's game. Yeah. That's all good and well, like, that's great. It was awesome. But it also took away like yeah. the, 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 any of the reason to watch the men's, the, the men's side of things. Yep. It's, it, the Olympics for me also is it's a time to where I consume like as much Olympics as humanly possible. That's always yeah. my goal. Like same this, this summer I watched so, so many events. So one, one of the things that makes the Olympics so difficult or, or so great is that it's really difficult to follow a lot of these sports when they're not in season, you know, or yeah. when they're not in the Olympics, right? This is the only time that they get primetime billing it's the only time you can really easily have access to seeing them, which is a great argument for not having the NHL there and allowing the spotlight to shine on lesser sports. For but sure. it's also a great chance for hockey to be front and center because of that. And, and because the NHL is sending its players, fans who have never watched a game before can watch this and be like, oh my gosh, this Nathan McKinnon is incredible. Who does he play for? Yeah. Oh, he plays for the Avs. Great. Well, they're nationally televised all the time now. I can just turn on an Avs game now really easily. Bam. And I'm there. I'm watching Nathan McKinnon. Yep. And that's that is phenomenal for the sport. That's exactly what you want to have happen. That is the system working. It yeah, I, I think especially for the United States, it's a great opportunity for the NHL to just put themselves on the map even more so. Uh, but 
you know, watching the Olympics, you know I'm going to be drinking Breckenridge Brewery. So go get yourself some Breck Brew at your local liquor store. Of course, you can get it on a tap down at the bar. Either way, it's awesome. You can check out their good company, Hard Seltzers, too. They got you covered pretty much no matter what you're looking for. Hit up a Breck Brew. Use their Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you. And then head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group. When you need to clean your teeth, they'll take care of you. And if you get a cleaning x-ray and exam done with them, they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush to boot to make cleaning your teeth at home that much easier. They're great. We've had tons of people switch. Everyone says they love them over there. So they're some of the best Denver metro area dentists that you can find. Check them out. Hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. Supporting our partners is supporting us. And uh, if you want to support us directly, you can get yourself a uh, DNVR membership. An annual membership right now is less than 60 bucks, and it comes with a free DNVR shirt. P.S. Check out our new shirt line. Just dropped nine new shirts over the weekend. Pretty dope stuff. I would recommend the one in Avs colors if I were you. But your choice is your own. You can pick whatever you want. Of course, you get access to Lounge, all of our Such a nice guy. content. <laughs> You can pick whatever you want. Thanks, Rudo. I'll just be disappointed if you don't pick Absta. That's all. That's all. Do you want to disappoint me? Uh, (laughs) Now, uh, you've given them agency over their own decisions and then immediately guilt-tripped them. (laughs) That's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, But, yes, beyond the shirt, you can access to the lounge. You get access to our exclusive content, big beers at the bar, and a bunch of other stuff as well. So be sure to check us out. If you want to try it before you buy it, I think if you're a new member, our, like, one-month trial is, like, 50 cents for a month of access to DNVR. So hit that up. Give us a shot. Take a, take a look at us, and hopefully you like what you see. All right, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Are we ready, AJ, to talk about the abs and their involvement in the Olympics? Yeah. All right. Do we? Because there, there are some really obvious ones that we can just yeah. get right out of the way. Do we even need to say anything about Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr? Like... Well, so there there are three, four really obvious ones. McKinnon, Ranton, and Landy are all going for their respective countries. That, yep. Those are easy. And then Makar. And then Makar on the defensive side. Yeah. Yep. So those are the those that's cakewalk. Those four those four guys, barring injury, will be at the Olympics representing three different countries. Yep. The guys who are a little bit more of question marks. Darcy Kemper. Yep. Um, I would say Burakovsky is also probably a lock, but I'm, I'm open-minded to something bad happens. Something crazy happens. And for some reason they don't want to, they don't want him to play on like a fourth line or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that would be about it. Yeah. Like that would be that would be the only reason that he would he would probably not go is they were, you know, a, a very role specific question mark about Burakovsky. But otherwise, he should Expect definitely in there. Yeah, he should definitely be at least at the start of the year. I, I don't want to call him a lock, but a very likely. Uh, another guy that I would say in the very likely category is probably Val Nachushkin for Russia. 
Yeah. Um, you probably in more of a depth role, right? But yeah, and, oh, for sure. And the thing, I don't, Russia's always a weird one, right? Because they always like to bring a couple of KHL guys too. They do. And it's always, it usually comes at the expense of Nachushkin type players, guys. for sure. But Nachushkin is such an, like, he's such a, Russia has a really, really hard time with role players. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of snipers over there, basically. Right. They've got, because they've got all the dynamic offensive talent that we see come out of Russia all the time. And uh, low key, I wonder what they do with Mitchkov. Just like, bring him and say, screw it. Yeah. I, I wonder if they, if they're just like, yeah, this is going to be too fun. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I, I think Nachushkin has the advantage because he is a role player in the NHL. And so he would be very comfortable in a role player job in the Olympics. Whereas if you take a, a guy that plays on the top line in the KHL and you drop him onto the fourth line and for team Russia, he's a fish out of water. Is he going to be, you know, skill level? He'll, he might have an advantage, but is he going to be comfortable only playing 10 minutes a game? Whereas a guy like Nachushkin is very comfortable in that kind of role now. So I think, I think Nachushkin's got a good, he's got a good argument here. Now he needs to obviously needs to continue to play well. Right. Well, always a, a necessity to, to play well leading up to the selection, but man, Russia's top six really is going to be stacked. That team is crazy. It's Not a good that team. The other teams aren't, but yeah, you start throwing around like Caprizov's name in that mix too. And all of a sudden there's a lot of dudes. Yeah. It's a good um, man. It's a really good team. That's definitely an option for Canada. Uh, but we'll see if they want to put them all together, or if they want to have the deepest centers ever in history between McDavid, Crosby, and McKinnon. So we'll see. For I, I, I feel like everybody just wants them to put that line together and just be I like, I think they do, but. Like, do it. Just put Crosby on on the left and then put McDavid down the middle and McKinnon on the right and just be like, okay. Team Canada loves to disappoint people with their decisions sometimes, though. Yeah, they make, like, Hockey Canada makes a lot of really weird decisions. Yeah, Curious decisions. Yeah. But I feel like that would just be fun. I I think it'd be awesome. I'd, I'd be all for it, but... We'll we'll see. I guess is uh is kind of where it's at. Um, but so not really any candidates for Team USA this year. Confer would be like a super long shot, right? Yeah, I mean JT Confer has. I, I would say there's a better chance that Eric Johnson climbs that mountain than JT Confer at this point. Uh I wouldn't go that far. I but. I just don't. I even if even if JT Confer had a career year, if he's not putting up a, if he's not if he's not putting up fifty five point type of season, he's not I, in the he's just not in the conversation. I mean, I think Whereas, it's one of those things where they they'd have to be looking for a depth player again. Yeah, but there are so many Americans that can that can fill that role. There's like the American forward depth is for real this time around. They're. And and they could always they could always go with a guy like Dustin Brown. 
to, to do the something like timey guy yeah yeah and like around. like leadership and well known with usa hockey has represented the country a bunch of times blah 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 so i think i think i would say ej's probably got a better shot than confer confer's got to climb over like like you mentioned clayton keller yeah He's got to climb over that kind of player who's still... I think Keller's on the outside looking in. It would be tough, yeah. And, like, you're talking, like, Clayton Keller and, like, JT Miller. Like, those are those are good NHL players that are going to have to have good seasons to make Team USA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's tough, man. You have, like, the Kachucks, too. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you have that whole young group. You know, you've yeah, got yeah, you've got Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras. Where you're like, maybe they just bring those dudes. Yeah, you know, what do you do with a guy like Matt Boldy, who's a top a top prospect, but hasn't gotten the NHL time really? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But would would be you know if he has a good year, if he makes if he makes Minnesota and he has a good a start to the season, you know, might might do something like that so even on the defensive side ej doesn't really have a chance either man i mean he would have to the, the only reason that i would put ej there is because he's gonna be in the top four of a very very good team if he absolutely goes off yeah i mean he would have to there are so many dudes ahead of him right now well and and obviously like you stay healthy and all that that uh, of course. that's gotta happen but he's got a he's got a huge list of like really like solid guys and certainly name recognition guys that he would have to climb over. Yeah. So I like how, like I started this discussion. I don't think team USA has got a real, not a whole lot of open spots. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's an av that's going to be representing uh, yeah, the Americans. Going to be tough there for sure. Um, yeah. Avs, uh, Avs more of a European representation besides Canada, but, yeah, are there? I mean, if you look at forward, like I wonder again, depth wise, I wonder about a guy like a Maltsev. I would as think like a probably super depth Russian on the outside, maybe. Yeah, yeah. like as, as like a fourteenth forward kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder about a guy like like we don't we don't know where it's gonna it's gonna come, but a guy like Sampo Ranta. Um. If he, if he, this would require a best case scenario for him. Of course. He has a crazy training camp. He makes the team. He's the answer in the NHL. Yeah. He's the answer uh, on the second line left wing uh, next to, next to Kadri and Burakovsky. He looks like he's going to be in the Calder race. Like it's absolute best case scenario for Sampo Ranta to get in there. Yeah. But you do wonder uh, about, like Finland's forward depth, it it should be good. But well, I mean, if he if he absolutely had his like, yeah, you're having a conversation there where like the name you're trying to beat out is probably like Kako or something. Yeah, which isn't outside the realm of possibility given the two years of play that Kako has had. But even then, you know, you're talking about way down the depth chart when it comes to the the yeah. forward course you're just sneaking on at that point yep yeah the rest of these forwards I, is Kadri like a super long shot maybe I don't know yeah I mean there's so many centers for Canada that I yeah just, it's so hard right yeah like 
the other the other uh, Cygnus brings it up here. You know, we still have a whole other segment that we have to get yeah, to. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. <laughs> so, you know, we don't wanna we don't wanna get into every single guy immediately, but yeah, it's um you know, you wonder you wonder the other the other guys for Canada. They've got you know, Ryan Murray's got a lot of international experience. That he could true if, if he if has a healthy he, year yeah if he rolled in and was having a career year you know could he jump both sam gerard and devon taves probably not i think taves is a guy that has a real yeah i, I agree i between between taves and gerard you're like you feel like one of them's got a chance, it, right? You I just mean, don't know feels, which one. It feels so easy for team canada to go hey this dude finished ninth in the norris last year yeah, you can absolutely see how they talk themselves into Taves, and not that they need to talk themselves into it, but yeah, it, you know, somebody in in chat had brought up the idea of Byram earlier. Um, yeah, Brad says it should be Taves and Makar. We saw them do that with Jake Muzzin, um, yeah, with Drew Doughty. to bring his partner in, yeah. where it was like, hey, Jake Jake Muzzin maybe knows how wouldn't, to play with him, yeah, yeah, maybe wouldn't be a, a top pairing guy on this team otherwise, but because this pairing works in the NHL, you know, if it's Taves and McCarr in Colorado and they have the kind of year that they did last year, I think I, I think there's a really good argument for Devon Taves. Yep, I think probably a little bit more than Gerard, even but. yeah. But if they put, like, say they put Gerard and Taves back together, where they were both really good together, yeah, you know that bolsters both of their cases. It's true. So they're they're, they're definitely guys like both of both of them should be both Gerard and Taves should be like in their top ten candidates for Canada. Yeah, I mean that's you're talking about half of Team Canada's defense could legitimately be Avs next in the Olympics. That's insane. Yeah. Who? How do you round that out? Let's just say they take Makar, Taze, and Gerard. Who are the other three? Like Petrangelo, probably. Um. Boy, man, I I would want to see how the season goes to maybe sort some of that out. Yeah. But let me see. Are you bringing old man Drew Doughty? Old man Duncan Keith? I don't know. Um, I'm not. Well, we all know you're bringing Dougie. All right. Well, I think like, I want to see how Dougie does in Jersey. Okay. Um, I think that a guy like Shabbat would have a good argument. I think a guy like Chikrin has a great argument. Yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutely, Shea Theodore should be in this. Should be in this conversation. Um. Yeah, but so now it gets hard, right? Because now we've already named eight defensemen. Well, and and you look at a guy. What about a guy like Ryan Ellis? He's going to be mm-hmm. top pairing next to Provorov in, in Philly. Philly. Yeah. And he's going to have every opportunity to to do his thing. List goes on too. You got guys like Matt Dumba. Yeah, I mean, Ekblad if he's healthy. Like, what do you what do you do with a guy like Mackenzie Weger, who again got Norris votes? Mm-hmm. 
is tough. Yeah, and a guy, you know, Uyghur's a right shot too. So that's a that's even more of a reason to to consider a guy like that. So I don't think I don't think Morgan Riley. There are too many good offensive. Or I should say there are too many good two way defensemen yeah. for you to bring for you to bring Morgan Riley. And if you were going to bring Morgan Riley, you might as well just bring Tyson Berry. <laughs> just go all in with yeah. it. Like, what's, do what's, it. Yeah. what's the difference, man? <laughs> Boy, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted, if you wanted more of a defensive, uh, if you wanted more of a defensive type of guy you look at uh, you do look at like a an adam pellick yeah they're i mean uh, I, million dudes. I like ethan bear but i think it's gonna be really hard to for ethan i bear don't to see how he over. makes the team yeah like ethan bear is a good player but we're talking about ethan bear having to surpass 20 guys who are top pairing defenders in the nhl uh, would you, I mean, would you look at someone like on the younger side, think about like a Drysdale or something, YOLO? No. No. If I was going to look at Drysdale, I'd be looking at Byram. Yeah, I guess Drysdale only has what, like five more games than Byram, so. And Byram was much better than Drysdale. Yeah. And I personally, I don't see any way Byram makes it, so. Yeah. I, I always hate counting out a guy like Byron because I think the talent is there for him to be a special player. I mean, that look, but, you have to understand we're recording this show in September. If, yeah, if October, November, and December, Byron just decides that he's going to destroy the NHL, it's a different conversation. If but, he has a Kale McCarr-esque rookie season yeah, <laughs> where he's he's rolling along in a point per game and he's on your top pairing and the, the top pairing is straight up Byron and McCarr, then maybe we reconsider this conversation come the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. But he has it would to take do something that like that yeah. to happen, <laughs> right? That's uh, that would be yeah. fun. Don't get me I, wrong, though. Personally, I actually love the idea of Team Canada going with a guy like Chikrin and Makar together. Two, two really good defenders <laughs> who have a lot of offensive skill. You have you have the playmaking and the creativity of Makar with Chikrin's shot. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I'm so high on Jacob Chikrin after he finally started to stay healthy and turn the corner. <laughs> I will publicly I will publicly give him his props. Nathan Chapman nailed that one. He did get that one on the money. But uh PS we're doing a 2a someday soon for people who like that show uh anyway i guess i guess now's now's as good a time as any go check out hassle cattle company they got you the meats as they say the wagyu burger down at the bar p.s i finally got a chance to go try our new menu it's amazing you have to go to the bar and get all of the new food that we have, including building your own Wagyu burger. So try that there. And then go home and order some Hassle Cattle Company online and get 10% off with code DNVR10. If you want to do a group order, $200 or more gets you free shipping. So go get yourself some meats from Hassle Cattle. Then hit up Solace Meds. They got a bunch of deals 
all September long, ranging from 15 to 25% off on select products in store. And you can order online and get 20% off with code DNVR20 just for using the code. It's that easy. So be sure to check them out. You can order for pickup, come into any of their four locations here in Colorado and get what you need. You can select which one you want to pick it up at. So they're awesome. They got pretty much everything you could ever need as far as your cannabis products are concerned. So check them out. Go get yourself some Saul's meds. There's one just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar as well. Uh, and then, of course, our primary sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it's it's that time of year where people are, are tailgating and doing all that type of thing for the NFL. Uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with them returning, all customers have the opportunity to participate in this year's no-brainer offer. I'm already in on it. You don't even need a new account on this one. If you already have an account, you can participate. DraftKings has the spread for Tampa Bay on Thursday night at plus 73. So as long as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't lose by 74 points, you cover. And the the line is set at minus 110. So you're basically doubling your money just because Tampa didn't lose by 74 points, which they won't lose by 74 points. I promise. I, <laughs> I heard this advertisement on the radio this morning when I was driving. And it was like six o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, imagine if they lost by 74. <laughs> All these people lose this bet. This thing that they told was a surefire guarantee. And it was just like, all incredible. those all those people never gonna gamble again right just lost them immediately yep uh but i'm i'm pretty confident that they won't lose by 74 points I'm, i already put my money down on it wanted to double my money so get in on that again you don't need a new account for that one all you have to do is log into your account put some money in and very likely double your money. If you are a new account, though, be sure to use code DNBR, and you can get $200 in free bets instantly when all you have to do is bet $1 or more on any week one football game. So the new accounts, you get even more free money to play with. Go have some fun over at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNBR promo code. New customers get the $1 bet to win $200 in free bets instantly with that code of DNBR. Again, they're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Free bet promotion for new customers only. A minimum $5 deposit. Max wager limits do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Getting into maybe some of the more interesting ones at this point. Um, we kind of already mentioned their names. Darcy Kemper is potentially like third goaltender maybe for Canada. Well, I've got him picked to win the, the, the Vesna this year. So if that happens, I mean, if he's playing at that level, maybe, he's going to put himself in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's at the start of the year. It's hard to it's hard to think that he's ahead of either Flurry or Price. Yeah, I don't see how. Based on history, I don't see how you could possibly put him ahead of those two. Yeah. So um, Kemper absolutely in the same. Kemper's in the same boat that probably Sam Gerard is play their way into it a little bit yeah yeah, like if they if they just live up to their full potential they could they could probably get there 
Yeah. I, I mean, who, who's realistically ahead of him that might go for like the third goaltender spot, like Bernier or something, maybe? Cam Talbot, maybe? Uh, I mean, you could consider some of the young guys. Sure, go with like a Carter Hart or something. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously it's going to come down to play, but it, I confidently would say he's in the conversation for the third guy at very least. I mean, you're going to have, I mean, you look at, you look, you look at the list of starting goaltenders yep. it, that, that Canada has. And it's, it's, it's Bennington, Jari, Flurry, Blackwood, Talbot, Mike Smith, uh, Kemper, obviously Carter Hart, Matt Murray, Carey Price. Outside of Flurry and Price, that's not an all-star list by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. It's. I mean, it's easily the one position that you look at on Canada and say, "This isn't just OP." Yeah. <laughs> like this is good, not great. Yeah. You know, which is it's funny because like you look at the United States list. And it's, it's a like a whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. It's like Hellebuck, Demko, uh, Gibson, Nadelkovic. Yeah. Even like Matt, Jack Campbell. Yeah. Cal, I mean, Cal Peterson. And uh-huh. then, yeah. It's like, oof. Spencer Knight down the list, too. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, pretty I mean, solid. Spencer, Spencer Knight's not even going to be able to fight his right. way into that conversation. Right. I don't think. Because the guys ahead of him, I mean, Connor Hellebuck is like, right now, it should be Hellebuck, Demko, Gibson, Peterson as the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Campbell, Nadelkovich, and Spencer Knight kind of all somewhere in there. Yep. But that's such a deep position for the United States. It sucks that they can only play one. Yeah. Um, the one, the, the, the one where they might actually have a conversation here. Um, I I don't think it's serious conversation about Frankie. Sure. But because he does have um, the international experience that he does, he's at least an intriguing option. Uh, But with the, the emergence of Vanacek um, and, and Mrazek doing his thing. And of course you've got big save Dave. Yeah. Um, I think it's... You could talk yourself into Frankie maybe as a third goaltender, but... like if Look, if Kemper gets hurt and Frankie takes over the starting job and he plays really well, it's a completely different conversation. But if Kemper is the starting goaltender and he plays to the caliber that we think he's capable of, Frankie's going to play 25 games. And it's going to be really hard for him to justify going to the Olympics at that spot. You know, but I, you know, third goaltender for Czech Republic, absolutely in play for Frankie. Actually playing in the Olympics, I think is is a little tougher of a mountain to climb. Some things have to go his way. Yeah. And then he has to play pretty well. For sure. Um, <clears throat> the other handful of interesting ones, someone in chat mentioned it alongside Frankie and Martin Cowett. <sighs> yeah. Um, he would have to make the NHL. For sure. Because, um, like, very quietly, Czech Republic's forward core is actually pretty good. Voracek, Krejci, Pasta. 
it falls uh, off a little bit. Got, you hurdle, I mean, Brana, Zaka, Faxa. Yeah. So Pasternak, Palak, Krejci, Hurdle, Voracek, Neches, Kubalik, Verana, Zaka, Hedl, Zadina, Tom, Tomasz Nosek, Radek Foxa, David Kampf. Um, and then after that, maybe you start to open it up. A guy like Andre Kasha is going to be interesting to watch. So, you know, even even a guy like Dominic Simone, you, you wonder what Michael Froelich is up to. Yeah. Like, Cal would have to make the team and be a, a an everyday player for them. And he'd have, to, he'd have to be pretty solid to actually be to in consideration. get into the conversation roster. of, like, 12th, 13th forward. Even, yeah, probably. because yeah. you don't think about it. Uh, but in the NHL right now, the Czech Republic's forward core is actually – it's – it's solid. It's it's you're not gonna get it confused with Team Canada or anything. But it ain't but terrible. It, yeah. It's it's deep enough that Cout's probably on the outside looking in there. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair way to say it, um, at the very least. But it's it, it's gonna be interesting on on that side of it, though, because you always see these teams make weird choices at the bottom of their lineups just because of, you know, who they know, who they've seen. Team Canada is notorious for selecting guys they've selected in the past. They, they like to stick to their guys a lot of the time. Yeah. So there could be other teams like that that uh, that see some people that they like. Obviously, Cout has done a lot with the Czech team over the years with um summer stuff and things like that so he's definitely known by them but uh we'll see i don't i don't think that the abs have anybody from the smaller countries what i i need the actual list um so germany china switzerland denmark slovakia and latvia yeah, I don't think I don't think any Denmark or Latvia teams. Obviously, no China players, but yeah, they don't have any. They don't have any Germans anymore. You'll probably see a bunch of exavs. Sven for Switzerland, maybe, but yeah, oh, I think I think Sven is probably a, a lock for for the Swiss roster. See Martinson on Denmark, I think. Oh no, he's from Norway. Wrong one. Uh, Actually, some decent, some decent NHL players going to be going for Switzerland at at forward. Let's see. I mean, Fiala, Nita, Ryder, Meyer, Pia Suter, and Nico Heischer. Yeah, that's not bad. They they're not going to have any depth, but still. Nope. And. It's like it's like Roman Yossi and Lucas Pizza yeah. on defense. Defense is a little thin for sure. I'm betting a lot on Siegenthaler right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So no abs. I, I don't think there's any abs from the smaller countries. Yeah, no way. Um, I don't think they've got any Slovakians. Not anymore. Are there? Any NHLers from Latvia that are currently? Oh, I guess Teddy Bluger is technically from there. And yeah. Rudolf Walsers, let's go. Yeah. Then I'm in Golia Elvis, yeah. Yeah. So, 
I don't think uh, I don't think that's happening. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that uh, Johansson probably is not going to be in contention for a Swedish goaltending job. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, what with uh, Markstrom, Olmark, Lenner, Gustafsson, even like Forsberg or something. Forsberg yeah. and Dansk hanging around, yeah be tough it'd be tough to convince yourself of jojo on that lineup yeah donskoy i think probably is a fair bet for finland i think so probably let me see who could reasonably be ahead of him rantanen barkov aho hints kapanen grandland puli yarvi line tolvanen Kakaniemi, Kakao, Teravainen. Meh, I think he still gets on there. I think he's, yeah, he should be somewhere in there. Yeah. That's, that's CBJ the thing. CBJ used to have two Latvian goaltenders. Yep. I hate that story. Yeah, it sucks. So, anyway. Um... I think that's probably it about for... covered it for the abs at least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think there's any deep cuts that we're missing. I'm trying to go through the organization as quickly as I can to make yeah, sure I didn't miss I, anybody. I, I mean, barring anything like we've already talked about, you know, if, if someone makes the team and just absolutely loses their mind, like I do wonder, um, a guy like Zhravalov for Russia, Sure, maybe he'd have to have a strong year. Yeah, though. it'd have to be a long shot. You know, Kovalenko has been a Russian Federation. They've favorite. loved him forever. Yeah. So you know, you could you could conceivably talk yourself into that, mm-hmm. but otherwise, I don't think there's anybody else. Um, I guess technically, he's still part of the Avs organization, but Kamenev. <laughs> Could be uh, a Russian forward option. Maybe. But uh I mean you I would take I would take Gachushkin before I took Kamenev, but same. you know, who knows who knows what Kamenev does in the KHL and and what the Russians want. Yeah. Yeah. They they the Russians are hard because they always make one or two decisions where you're just like okay. A little odd, but okay. That's fine. Do what you're gonna do. Wow, Kamenev only had five points last year. That's a yikes. He only played 21 games, and he had five goals and no assists. Did he break his arm again? I don't know, man. You want to talk about all-time bad luck there? No kidding. No kidding. You have a 50-point year in the AHL. You're ready to break in. You go point per game. For the admirals and then the rampage, you're you're ready. You get to the NHL, you hurt your shoulder, you break you break your arm, you're out for the year, and then you get a handful of games, and then you hurt your shoulder and you miss another year. Yep. Not great, Bob. Dude. All time bad luck. He will always be a what if for me. Yep. That'll be a question marks there forever uh z making russia i would think that zadorov is 
a pretty good candidate. Um, they've got they've got Sergachev, Provorov, Orlov, kind of at the top of that defense, and then yeah, after that, um, how know, much do you like a Zaitsev? Yeah, Zaitsev, Gavrikov is actually decent. Uh, Kulikov, maybe yeah. Kulikov, Labushkin, Romanov. Romanov. <laughs> yeah, a I lot would, of a lot of a lot of meh. Back I would there. think he probably makes it. Yeah, I would say he's got a better chance to make it over a guy like Shravalov. But again, they always take a couple of KHL guys where you're like, all righty. Yeah, you never know who gets uh who gets cut from the Russian team to to check a box or something for some Russian guy. But yep. Um. All right. Other than that, final thoughts on on the Olympics, AJ. I know we're looking forward to it, so it should be fun. Yeah, they rock. It's gonna be a fun time. Gonna be a, a fun month of pods talking about Olympic hockey in the middle yeah. of the season. I'm driving up to Canada for the entire Olympics, so there I'll be go. there. Uh, our house is gonna be a true blue war zone. I bet. Like WJCs is already like we we get along. It's a little ten- contentious up there, yeah. <laughs> she did not love the excessive celebrations when USA <laughs> won the gold medal at WJCs this last year. <laughs> it was not it was not her favorite version of me. Um, but if they if they do it at the Olympics, if USA medals ahead of Canada at the Olympics, is going to be. It's gonna be something. Yeah, I may not live to see what happens next. <laughs> well, at least you'll go out on top. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. On that note, we're out of here for the day. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. However, you consume the pod, we appreciate it a ton. We'll be back tomorrow covering more hockey news, more avalanche things. We are less than a week away from rookie camp now, so Stuff's going to start happening real quick. Yeah, we are on the ice on, or the abs are on the ice on Sunday, and we're at the rink. So, based on the NHL protocol sent out, we might actually get to talk to some people. Let's go. Hope to see y'all tomorrow. Until then, we will talk to y'all later.